and welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast. My name is Ron Herkins Jr. and I am here with episode two of what we like to call Moments of Influence. And today I have a special guest and his name is Craig Connor. Hey everyone. Craig, tell us a little about yourself and who you are. Uh, well, Craig Connor grew up in uh, Greece, New York. I uh, live in Gates currently. I'm uh, 20, 28, so going to be 29 soon. Uh, went to college at CUCA, so I've stayed pretty local my whole life. I, I met Craig through running, and uh, he's pretty uh, big in the, the running scene here. So he, you often, if you're in Rochester area, you can see him blazing down the, the roads um, or in some sort of event capacity. When I put out the call uh, for this Moments of Influence piece, um, I really opened it up to pretty much anything. And that goes from like films to music to books. And um, I admittedly, I'm not a huge book reader. I'm a, more of a book listener. And that is primarily because of the way I, I interact with my films. I kind of like to read the books after I view a film and pretty much anything these days can be made into a film. So I kind of let things situate before I read them. So you brought up the book Anthem by Ian Rand. Is that the correct way of pronunciation? Yeah, I guess so. I've always called her Anne. I don't know. It's I always thought to... it was Anne until I got into, I was listening to another podcast uh, this last week and all I kept was hearing Ian, Ian, Ian. I'm like, uh, if I've been saying it wrong the whole time, it's close enough, I guess. What can you tell me about Ayn Rand? I mean, I know she's born in the... Yeah, I guess she was born in uh, communist Russia and then moved here in uh, early 20s, maybe a little bit before, and uh, despised communist Russia. And, you know, that's pretty much where all her political leanings are, like anti-communism and whatnot. Uh some people really don't like her, you know, think that uh, she was a hypocritical, you know, wench, but it is what it is. Yeah. And she came up during the, the time in the world where, you know, we're, we're going through World War II and then coming into 50s America. And, you know, it's not a I can only imagine what it was like in the 50s when a female writer came out and had these strong views that she had. Um, so you pulled out Anthem, I, a book I was unfamiliar with. I've only been familiar with the Atlas Shrug series and that was due to, there was a series on, I think it came on Netflix. So I watched that and then went back and read the books. So Anthem is her shortest book, you say? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her shortest one. I've read a few short papers by her. And it was written in 1937 and published in 1938. So very much influenced by what happened in Russia and what she was seeing in there. So tell me a little about the book. Um, so I first read the book in 10th grade AP English class, and uh, I wasn't much of a reader back then. And uh, for some reason, this book just kind of stuck out, um, probably because it was so short and all the other books were really long and I didn't really care and I was just trying to get through class. Um, but I really liked the the book because it, it got to the individual part where um, his name is Equality um, with a whole bunch of numbers. <laughs> uh, Equality 72521. Right. Yeah. And it, it's basically Prometheus. Um, so it's pretty, pretty important. Um, and then basically it he goes from being a collective individual, uh, just a number, just a random cog in the machine to having his own free will and his own mind. And he breaks away from uh, pretty much prison, breaks away from communism is basically the moral of the story. 
So yeah, you've got uh, got that main character equality seven two five two one. Yes. Um, just so the whole story just really just basically focuses on him, and it was interesting because I I read it and then I listened to it as an audio book uh, just to kind of get the different perspective because I always get a different perspective with somebody actually like reading it, and that number just being said over and over and over again really stripped away that individualism like in a really interesting way that I didn't expect to happen. Um, and as you pointed out, you know, he becomes at the end, he becomes Prometheus and he, uh, who's at the golden one. Um, yeah, basically his girlfriend or woman that he falls in love with, but you know, in communist Russia, they really frowned upon love and individualism. So they're basically saying, this is who you're going to be. This is who you're going to love. This is what you're going to do. And uh, Prometheus didn't want to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, so he thought on his own and he left. So your first experience, like you said, you read this probably when you were in... Yeah, I was was in 10th grade. 10th grade. Yeah, I remember reading it in class and just... I didn't pay attention to the rest of the, the lecture and I read it and uh teacher was Mrs. Maurer, Patricia Maurer. She's a great, sweet old lady. <laughs> um, she did not have the political leanings of this book and she did not like it, um, but she figured it was short and it was easy to read for most students. And uh, I just remember falling in love with the book and falling in love with uh, the philosophy for whatever reason, it just kind of stuck to me. And uh then I started reading all of her, all of other uh, the Rand other books. So, so digging into that philosophy a little bit, you know, what are some of the the, the key things that kind of stuck out to you that you're like, you know, you mentioned to me that you read this at least at least once a year. At least once I try to at least anthem once a year. Uh, you, Fountainhead and Atlas Shrug take a little bit longer. You know, a few thousand pages <laughs> worth of reading. Um, the philosophy is is more about yourself. I really, I really think strongly of, uh, you know, me before anyone else. Um, not that that's being selfish, but uh, at the long run, I think like uh, you should look after yourself. You know, it help others when you can and when you're afforded to, but um, you know, kind of stay, keep a low profile, and you know, keep on moving along. Now, me with this only being my my first time through it. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to touch on the, the Soviet Russia thing, but I mean, when you look at it from the view of where we are and how everybody wants to put everybody in their own little cubes, like say, oh, no, you belong here, you belong here, you belong here. That came through in the book. And this, I mean, here's a book that's nearing pretty close to almost being 100 years old. And she's talking about a society that's basically been stripped down and everybody's living in these distinct things. You have this, you're a your janitor, street sweeper, that's what you do. You have this, you're a plantation farmer, that's what you do. And there's no way that they can break out of those. And they even go into the the subset of what the prison is like, of like, well, he can break out of it because everybody's expected to do exactly the same thing and nobody's thought up out of that and the norm. And when you look at today's media and, and the news and the stuff that's happening today, you can see that to a degree. We all kind of... And I'll say even myself sometimes is we kind of just kind of fall in line with what somebody else is saying. And to have an original thought or have something that is uniquely ours and stand out and be important, um, 
I think that that came across as the most important thing to me. Like, yeah, you can draw the direct comparisons to the way communist Russia is, but I think there's direct comparisons to the way life is now. And even in the way of like, of having that individual voice, you know, that's, that's what it was to me was this book was him coming to the point where he's like, I can think for myself. I can do things for myself. I can have my own life. I don't have to be what everybody in the world is saying I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And then that's, that's most of her uh, philosophy in general and most of all of her characters and all the other books, you know, in uh, Fountainhead, Howard Rourke and um, Atlas Shrugged, uh, Dangy Taggart there. It's, it's, uh, Hey, you know, just because people are doing it this way, doesn't mean you have to follow suit. You can, you can think for yourself at some point, you know, don't be afraid to. Um, and sometimes taking those risks are, are beneficial. Yeah. And you know, don't be afraid to rub against the grain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've done that a couple of times in my life. Um, and sometimes it hasn't worked out good, but you know, at the end of the day, you feel good about what you've, the choices you've made. How would you sell it to somebody, How, like telling them for the first time to read it? I think uh depends on if they're into philosophy and political philosophy, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I, would, I would try to sell this saying, you know, may, maybe you should expand your, uh, expand your horizons and um, maybe not just think that there's two, two sets of political philosophies or, or, or three. You know, sometimes uh, people get caught up... Uh, with what's going on currently, other than uh, looking back in the in the past, you know. So um, I would say it's it's a quick, short read, um, and if if they're interested, it's it's a different philosophy, a different different take on life, I guess. So um, I don't know. I it's it's hard for me to describe of how I would sell it to somebody because I've read it so many times, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just like um, I get that it's a very hot topic name. Uh, Anne Rand is. Uh, not everyone's favorite for whatever reason because they've already gone in with a preconceived notion. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, maybe you should just give it a shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm in contrast to the other things that she's written. It definitely stands apart to me. Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because of that such, it was such a condensed short version that, you know, some of her long, eloquent uh, descriptions and things that just seem to go on for pages are just condensed. Um yeah, she didn't have as much time to get uh, probably everything she wanted to say all out. Um, sometimes those other books, uh, Ant- or, uh, Atlas Shrugged and Fountainhead, were uh, a little run on at points where you're like, all right, let's get to the point here. But um, this, it really got to the point, hit home, uh, start thinking for yourself at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's a very important thing, especially in this political culture that you know, is becoming a little bit more prevalent. You know, I, I spent the first 35, 36 years of my life completely ignoring politics as much as I can. And now I seem like I've come to the point where I can't ignore it anymore. And, uh, but I think in becoming part of the conversation, you know, figuring out what it is, what the exact message is that you want to deliver and, yeah, it is more than just the, the two political parties. It's more than three political parties because yeah. every party has something in it that is for the betterment of human, humankind, mankind in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, we're, we're coined in, into this little pen here that we need to make a decision as to you know, what's the right way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I liked studying the different philosophies, uh, def, uh, Anne's philosophies here. Objectivism is what her, her philosophy is called. So um, obviously, if you want to read into that, there's books on objectivism. Um, it, it is a little wishy-washy at points, but um, you know, it's, it's something different. How have you tried to apply what you've learned from this book in your own life? This book? Uh, I try to have a pretty open mind about most things. Um, I read all types of different sides on political issues, uh, non-political issues, sporting issues, anything pretty much. Um, and then I just try to formulate my own own opinion on it um, once I've gathered the facts. Um, and I, I've learned to, from this book, I've learned to take a little bit risks and kind of just look out for myself, you know, and do what, what I think is right for me and my family rather than um, what might be good for, you know, my neighbor. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Um, I do have another question for you. I see you frequently throwing on the records. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You are an uh, old LP fan. Yes. What are uh, some of your favorites that you've been listening to lately? Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Jeff Beck. Um, I don't know why, but uh, just the way that he plays that guitar. It, and listening to it on vinyl, listening to that old scratch is kind of... It's kind of funky, kind of groovy. So, yeah, we uh, I was in the store the other day and I was like, oh man, I think I should get one because we just we've been we just moved and so we've been cleaning out stuff and we came across like two big boxes full of LPs oh, and man. the yeah. Beatles are in there and I was like, it might be worth it just to get a LP player again just for that. But yeah, but it turns into a very expensive hobby real quick, <laughs> you know. So. It's the like, kicker for me was as we went through the, the store, I'm like, okay, if I can find this disc, then maybe I'll get it. I was looking for any of the, yeah. the white stripes or Jack White stuff, and there was none in there. So I'm like, oh, I'm not getting an LP player today. Yeah, yeah. I typically uh, search through all like the used, the dollar bins and whatnot. Sometimes there's some pretty good treasures in there. So Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Craig, for yeah. uh, coming on the show. Uh, is there anywhere we can find you or follow you on social media? Yeah, uh, it's kind of cheesy. On Twitter, I'm Craig Runs. On Instagram, it's the same. So, Craig Runs with a K. Yeah, Craig Runs with a K. Craig Runs with a K. And you can find me pretty much anywhere as at GF Media or GF Media CEO. You can find us at culturalstew.net and at culturalstew.net on Twitter and culturalstew on Facebook. Thank you very much and catch you at the next one. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider sponsoring us on Patreon. Patreon is a creator support system that allows people to support the things they love and creators to continue doing what they love. Head on over to patreon.com gfmedia and choose the Cultural Stew podcast levels to show your support for us. Thank you. Thank you.